0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Culture to Christ podcast. We are your hosts Alex and Aaron, thank you guys for joining us today. If you're just tuning in, Please subscribe to us on the YouTube channel It helps us reach more people If you do like this video, like it And leave a comment on what you think Also check us out on Apple Podcasts Leave a review We're going to do a Q&A episode So put your questions on the Apple Podcast form And also leave us five stars I see some two and a half stars and three stars You know, we need to bump that a little higher um, Aaron, what's going on, dude? <laughs>
1: I think we foreshadowed what was happening last episode, right? Yep. Tomorrow did. is stage two. Mm-hmm. Sucks. We're in,
0: we're in the midst of it right now. This, you know, it's, you called it, you thought of it. It's, I'm not surprised, we're not surprised. Numbers go up, the fear goes up, the testing's going up. And I'm just grateful that the Halton region is open so I can play (laughs) hockey on Mondays,
1: you know? That's amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm not going to – I was not going to lie. It was going to – because I was getting back to my routine, getting the energy flowing again, feeling better, right? You know, yeah, COVID was good. I got to reset and reflect on things. But, you know, when
1: you get It's go time, you know? It's go time. Sometimes you just have to say, yo, it's go time. Yeah. And it's bullshit for all the, you know, those restaurants and places that now have to – Take another, yeah, take another blow take hit. another hit like what's 28 days going to do yeah, i don't think there's going to be
0: like you even said you think numbers are going to go up in the 28 days because they want to say like yes yeah, see we were right this is important imagine if we didn't do 28 days it's all n- about
1: public perception mm-hmm. it's not even it's not even backed by facts anymore or by you know concrete data it's all like uh, public perception, and you know, like a lot of a lot of the, the politicians who are making and enforcing the rules. You know, you want to. It makes you think where their actual, um, where like, not where where their heads at, but what do they really care about? Like, what's the purpose behind all of this? we we don't we don't really see like the end goal here. No, we know it's Because look, away. let like let's say the numbers go back down again in, in 28 days, okay? Yeah. What you're going to reopen everything and the numbers go back up again, we should do another shutdown. It's like at some point you just have to, you know, let people live their lives. If if you know, if you uh if you are scared to go out, stay home. Yep. That's what it's come down to, you know, give people that freedom of choice. Give business owners that freedom of, you know, like if we can if we're doing everything you guys are telling us to by enforcing masks uh contact tracing, all of that. And now, like, let, let's say your restaurant had zero cases. Why are you being forced to shut down now when you just did your job for, what, the last month or two months? It just it doesn't make sense.
0: You're absolutely right. I think even we were six months shut down. We did the whole shutdown for six months, right? And yes, testing has gone up through the roof, but people were living their lives with COVID, doing things. Like, we're not going to... All of a sudden, the virus is going to be like, "Wow, they shut things down. We're not going to go to certain areas, right? We're not going to. At nighttime, we come out more. You know, stay in, close down at, at at nighttime. There, you can't. There's no more free thinking. You can't think for yourself anymore." Um, people are becoming sheeps, like just they don't want to think just They just whatever the government and they, says.
1: And they also keep saying that, oh, like uh, if we keep prolonging it, then we can get the vaccine. But what, what about for the majority of people like us who aren't even going to take the vaccine? am taking no vaccine. So, yeah. So what's the what's the difference for us of, you know, and then a lot of people feel that way as well, that, you know, they're not taking the vaccine. So if that's the whole intention of, you know, extending lockdowns so we can get closer to a vaccine, you first of all, you don't even know how many people are going to be taking it unless you enforce it in people's workplaces and travel and all that. And that's a whole nother discussion. And I don't want to even get into that. (laughs) We
0: might get into it eventually down the road, right? Yeah. But if you watch that movie V for Vendetta, it's a movie made in 2005. I watched it. If you guys watch that movie, you'll find a lot of similarities in that movie and where we are right now. Um, There's a script being played, right? There's a script being played. It's, you know, virus here, create fear, create panic talk about all the deaths, talk about, you know, how, how- Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria, how scary this is. It's not even killing many people. And the the ones that are, are dying, unfortunately, had pre-existing conditions. And we're ruining other people's lives, businesses, their mental health, um, things people built on their whole life's, like, even their their parents' businesses, their grandparents' businesses. They-, they It's not even just business;
1: it's also livelihoods too. Like it's livelihoods. It's it's like
0: not just business based on like, oh, I got to make money, but it's like I got to feed my family, or I have to feed maybe family that's in another country. You know, like there's so many different circumstances, and you know, we I we're trying to be more free thinking. Like there is a fight where people don't want to freely critically think and be your own judge of what's really going on. I when I talk to people, they just regurgitate information they hear on the news. Like they don't actually tell me what they think or what they believe, or what's their actual opinion. They just regurgitate, you know, the government. So it's also
1: some people, too, they might be so sick of talking about it. Like, I am, too, to certain people where it's like, yeah, they know my opinion towards it. Or you just don't even want to, like, repeat the same thing that you've been saying, like, five months ago. Because mm-hmm. like both of us, like, our opinions towards uh COVID hasn't changed. So it's like... There's only so many times you can have that same talk yeah. where you're just, you're tired of it. And you're just like, you know, it is what it is. And we're not saying the virus is not real. The virus is real. Of course, the virus is real. The propaganda is not. And the, the numbers are, you know, that's another story. Like, we know that the numbers are inflated. Like, we have friends who, you know, work in the in, the, uh, in the the hospitals and who are nurses, and they know that the testing is not as accurate as, as we think. And, you know, to shut down basically... Large cities and you know countries for over what one percent of the population, and it's like this doesn't make sense.
0: I always say this: if we are going to look at COVID, and I understand the beginning because it was new, didn't have a va- didn't understand it, didn't know treatments. Hospitals were overwhelmed. Um, doctors and nurses were overworked. We had to you know shut down to understand and ma- manufacture a proper system for the hospitals. So, okay, logistically, okay, you know what? You have to do the lockdown, but you had six months to get shit together, six months to figure out the proper logistics.
1: And it's no different now. We don't need another lockdown. Yeah, nothing's going to change now compared to, you know, six months ago. Yes, like because you're shutting things down, but you're increasing testing, so who knows if the numbers are going to stay the same or go down. And whether they go up or down, the virus is still going to be here. So what's the point of, you know— Uh, going for a shutdown and then reopening and then shutting down again. It's just, it's pointless. But anyways, let's go, let's move on.
0: Um, we're going to go into today's topic guys, um, about priorities. And it, it does relate to the current, um, you know, stage of the world and what you prioritize in your life, how you organize your life, how you think about your life. Um, we need to be more free thinking, more critically thinking, um, And we're going to get into focus. You know, Aaron and I are both really focused. We're intentional on what we want to do. And we want to be challenging. We want to challenge each other and challenge you, listeners. Um, And even before um, we go into the topics for today, you know, as this is a conversation, we want to be, you know, always people that are reaching out to us. I want to know that I'm listening to you guys, right? And the topic we talk about swearing. Uh, a lot of different Christians are reaching out to me on my DMs, and they're appalled about my swearing. And I always come from a place where I listen and I seek. you know what, you're not saying false things, right? You know, speaking ill of the tongue and not watching my mouth and, um, is something I'm going to work on. But we need to know in life that um, me and my Christian faith in being perfect and us being perfect, I don't want to be perfect. The point of our park, our podcast, culture to Christ, is Aaron and I know the people we're trying to reach who are like us, who didn't, you know, were so involved in culture and speaking a certain way, and it brought me to thinking about, um, in today's time, even Christians, people that you know, Christians can be the most judgmental, religious, uh, just hatred, you sin, yeah, they like to point the fingers about your sin. The only being, we need God is our is our is our is our master. He he through the Holy Spirit when He gives you the Holy Spirit, lets me know, hey, you know, you're swearing too much there, you know, you're off track there, um, you are not focusing on, you know, righteousness.
1: But we admitted last uh, podcast exactly we talked, but that's something why, we want to
0: work on. That's why it, it's it's so appalling to me. People reach out to me like, hey, they send me paragraphs about they just can't stand the swearing, and. I'm always, I want to help you guys think about in life, if what you talk about, like when you talk about someone or you want to criticize or critique them, it's your, it's better off if you focus on what they do good. Because if you, if you talk to someone like, Hey, you know what? If I focus on, Hey man, I like how you do this. I like how you talk about this, or I like how you're very honest and open about this. That will help the person want to do more of that.
1: But right. all, all they all they had to do, if they listened to last episode, they would know that we talked about how we want to work on, you know, on on the swearing and the profanity, and something that you know we were aware of. So it, they like they, if they're telling you that it's bothering them, they probably didn't listen to the last episode or to that part. So I would have just replied to them by saying, you know, we actually talked about that, and you know, we we want to be funny, better.
0: And the funny thing is, I'm I'm like so we're so transparent on this podcast. I was transparent about. I'm not perfect, and the point of the podcast is to be very um, vulnerable. bare, vulnerable in the wilderness, so people can then, like, you know what? These guys have issues. These guys swear, and I'm working on my swearing, and, but these guys are talking about Jesus. Maybe I can get there. I think what came to my head is we want to be Jesus, right? Like, Jesus did this, did this. You can't be Jesus. <laughs> it's about the teachings, People want to be Jesus, like, yeah. hey man, gotta watch your words. You can't sin anymore. It's like, no, no. Like, yeah. I'm not fully God, fully man. I'm not Jesus. I worship Jesus, yeah, that's but I'm annoying. never, but I'm never gonna be him, right? And I know that I'm trying to help people that never grew up in a church, never grew up with certain disciplines. You know, I didn't have swearing. For me, was I didn't have. I didn't really get scolded. You know, and. I think a lot of people, when they watch certain things or they watch people go into the wilderness, when I say wilderness, I mean put themselves out there like you and I are doing. They focus on when they're going to mess up. They're like waiting to find something that's wrong with them. And if you are a Christian and you think like that, you're not Christian. And I know that sounds direct, but it's true because you're constantly looking at where is your fault? Not let me see where the good is. And if I'm going to reach out to somebody, focus on first, hey, man, um, I like how you do this. And if you do not like something, ask a question about it. Like, hey, how do you feel like about the swearing? Like, do you struggle with it? Let me know. Because that leads to more of a conversation.
1: You know, there's a great quote that goes, don't judge me because my sins look different than yours. That's a, a real thing because you can't be pointing the finger or trying to tell other another person how to live their life without looking at your life first. So yeah, like that that D, those DMs that you're getting about the swearing, it's but I'm it's a, something like but I'm always going to be bare because I yeah. want people to know it's be good. Like, it's no. good that you brought it up, but like it's something that we talked about first, so and that's something that we want to work on. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think when you and I you and I met, we, like we were open about things our sins, we never judged one another.
1: No. It's not, It's not my like, it's, it's like, not my purpose to judge you. It's not your purpose to judge to judge me like you, you help each other and you know you work on things that you know that are giving you a tough time and you just go from there it's not it's not about pointing blame or trying to one up each other mm-hmm. so going in now we're going
0: to talk about focus and what do you focus on in your life how do you prioritize your life from when you wake up when you start your day And we're going to get into a bit of the spirits that we also carry in our lives um, with we can see now it's more aware. It's more obvious now when you see people because I think in the lockdown and seeing people after lockdown, you got to really see themselves bare, Like what how they really function, because now all the smoke screens are gone, like businesses shut down, things stop going, everyone loses the routine. And you almost like once the mask is removed, you get to see where they're functioning from. Um, so we're going to talk about focus. We're going to talk about function and also your routine building. So about focus. A lot of people carry spirits in this world. Um, they function from fear, anxiety, worry, anger, greed. And I think the first one is important to talk about is fear. And we want to instill a increase in faith. Faith in the things that are not seen um, not easy to perceive And once a lot of times when things hit the fan, their struggles, people are losing their jobs we tend to go to fear, worry, anxiety. So in, when, when you've learned Aaron, um, say if you were in the culture currently and you know you didn't have the, 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 the coming of Christ, how do you see yourself in right now if you had your business going, how would you res- be responding?
1: i I would think I would use this opportunity as a time to go as hard as possible because you know now because like we know that a lot of people's uh daily routines have changed, and just like so for my for my business it was clothing right, and you know that since a lot of stores are closed, everything's moved to online so now everyone's on their phones way more than usual mm-hmm. so now it would be my time to grind at like grind really hard by, you know, getting the fit pics and, you know, posting new, uh, new drops, all of that. I would just be so, uh, a lot more, you know, focused on social media where I, I'm thankful that I'm not doing that right now because, (laughs) you know, we talked about the stress that that brings and the anxiety Mm -hmm. and yeah. So like the focus, I think that, you know, whatever it is that you're focusing on, um, I think that the focus should always be on the daily goal, right? I think that that's what comes first. So the daily goal, because once you're focused on the daily goal, you know, it translates to, you know, the bigger the bigger goal of what you have. And that relates to, you know, a lot of people's lives in different ways because let's say you, you work just, you know, you're working a part-time job, right? And if you work a part-time job that you hate, As soon as you get up in the morning, what's your focus on? Your focus is on, damn, like I got to go. I got to go clock in here. So your focus immediately there until you clock out of that job can be in a negative mind state where, you know, you're just there killing time, uh, just thinking like, how long am I going to be doing this? And that's when like the, the other emotions of anxiety, depression, those stuff can kick in. And especially if after you clock out of that job, you don't have anything you're working on, so what do you turn to, right? And you know, like we like to talk about a lot of different uh, angles because we know that the people listening, all come, uh, the people listening to this, all come from different backgrounds. We we have people who you know they they do have their own businesses that listen. We have a lot of successful people that listen to us. Uh, we have people from all different walks of life. So we need, to cut, we need to share the perspective from as many different people as possible, mm-hmm. from the lowest to the highest, right? Because, yes, there are people that are listening to this that they don't feel any of the things we talk about because they're doing what they love to do. And you know, and whether God blessed them with uh, a vision or with a, with a business that they wake up feeling proud and motivated to thrive in, right? every circumstance needs to be discussed and like the emotions we're talking about focus can translate to every walk of life. So like to go back to your question about me, how I, how I would have uh, used this time in my focus, I would have been more as like very dialed in to, you know, grow the business. Like let's go, let's because I'm a self-motivated person myself where I don't need to, you know, I don't need other people to tell me what to do. Like I know where I want my business to go and how I'm going to do it. And that's something that God blessed me with. But Until I actually allowed him to work uh, through me by giving him control, you you really you don't know how much you can do yourself.
0: I think you taught me that um, as in our relationship, you taught me to be a bit more selfish in your life, like to a point where you need to be focusing on you as a priority first. Like you have to really isolate yourself and really really be selfish in terms of what you're trying to achieve and why, and that it's okay to do that.
1: Um, you you know why so, and I I used to struggle with this too, but be, it depends on what you're doing because if you're a a, a self made entrepreneur like so when I was talking to you about my business because it was only me running it that's why I could uh, I could give you that advice of you know like your business and you because you're putting the time in that's why you have to you know block out all the noise from other people and just. And and when you and I met, because because you told me that you had your own business and you like you were growing the clothing, uh, you, you know you have your own fitness, uh, you know your own fitness, uh, business as well. So I knew that I could help you because I saw myself in you because I never had anyone really show me the ropes of how to run a business properly, especially com- like in the hockey, uh, coming from the hockey background. So that's why when I told you about like you know like the things that I learned. Uh, of like self discipline, of like being your own boss, all these things, where it's like it's real advice because I knew how to do it. So, in in terms of like focus, if you're running, if you're a, a self made entrepreneur, your discipline and focus needs to be on you first, as as selfish as that sounds. No, because I because
0: like- I, I saw it, like I was like, holy shit. Like, I was focused, but I still let other areas... I still gave my time and energy to other areas. Like, I meandered in things. I was like, this is not bringing any return. This is not taking me to somewhere I want to go. Like, I was very grateful meeting you because I was like, okay, you know what? I get to hear the experiences of, like, you know, definitely don't do this. Focus on this. This is what you're going to... You know, the kind of roadblocks you're going to get. Nah, don't spend money there. Don't do this, right? Like, it's very... You you can't go take a course on that. You can't go on YouTube and listen to it. Like they won't tell you the real shit
1: until you experience it yourself. There's no self-help guidelines. There's no there's nothing that you can that you can do besides you know learning and growing through uh, failures through uh, you know success like you can by doing it yourself. Nobody like nobody can. Uh, can hold your hand or try to tell you what to do. You have to experience those those L's and W's uh, yourself, right? But you see, that comes at a price because having that mentality of putting yourself first and your business first, it causes like you know to you to lose friendships. It causes you to uh, to miss out on things that like other people kind of look at you like what like oh you can't come to my birthday you're gonna miss this because you you're so focused on your own thing like i've experienced all of that where now if you could
0: choose though if you had to weigh the both go back would you still then focus on yourself though because like yeah you said you lost friendships you lost birthday parties like but was it worth it to spend the time with yourself to get to really know yourself
1: and know your potential so yeah so so me personally the reason why I say, yes, it is worth it is because if I never did that, I wouldn't know what I'm capable of doing myself. And that's a big that's a big thing where you like you need to uh, experience that and not everyone gets a chance to experience that. A lot of people like they don't have they don't have it in them and they don't have like the resources to because and I say resources because people's situations are different. I know so many talented people and people who are driven just like me, but because they have kids or because they they their focus now is on a family where they don't have the free time like I do, like you do. So that's why, like I, I try to be as open ended and as uh, honest uh, with other people's situations because I know, like we all have our own shit to deal with, right? And the the trade off. Why I say yes, it was worth it for me was because, like I I still have the freedom that I worked for in the past, that's still giving me, allowing me to do this podcast, allowing me to do the things that I love to do. And if I didn't, if I didn't go through that, and if I didn't like, you know, work for all the uh, work for that, that time period of grinding and building my own business, I don't know what I'd be doing today. Right. Like I said, maybe I'd still be gambling, but all of, but with that said, all of that would not be possible if I didn't reach out to God. I would have no vision. I would have no business if I didn't ask God to come in my life and you know and give me something where I could uh, put my attention to.
0: And you began with faith. Like that's why I'm, why I'm hearing this. Like you began with faith. Like you were working so hard because you first started with faith. Like faith focuses you. in when people from the outside, like you said, friends, like they're wondering why you're not going to parties. You're not showing up to this. You're always changing. People will always never. People, it's easy to look at somebody. Um, but no one's ever going to know your personal relationship with God, right? Where, unless you share it like this. Unless you share it. And, like, for me, when I see the, how hard you work, like, yeah, like, faith without works, like, is dead. Like, you need to have faith first because when you have a relationship with God, you have faith. You have a stronger, clearer path. And you're focused and you you know, when we talked about, like, you know when God's speaking to you, it's obvious. You know when God blesses you with something, it's obvious when you're in relationship with him. And I saw you with even with other people, guys we played hockey with, different people ask you, you're always very selfless to help them, like show them. And even with myself, you're able to, you always want to show like, you know what? I knew what it was like. He said, you knew what it was like not to know something until you did it. So I can tell like, you know what? You're, you're willing to give a helping hand, right? You're not like, nah, man, like, you know, I'm keeping this to myself. Or you're like, no, you know what? Like God
1: blessed me. Like, let me help bless others as well. And that's a privilege. So me being able to do that it's a blessing because if I if I didn't create you know the uh the spiritual emotional financial freedom that I did for myself I wouldn't be in a place where I could pass it on to others you know and that's that's something that not everyone gets to do so I I tell people that if if you because a lot of people they like they try to they like they reach out to me asking me you know how can I start this or what's my advice towards this and some people I have to tell them like are you ready to you know, to, to make a change in your life. And I'm talking about, like, friends. I'm talking about your, what you get, what you have going on in your spare time, you know, uh, money you're going to have to put into it. These are all things that, you know, it comes with it, everything. Life comes at a price. That's what we said in episode one. So until you're ready to, you know, actually go through the depths and, like, the the struggles of what it takes to be, you know, self-made, you got it. You have to ask yourself that because you're going to piss a lot of people off. I'll tell you that. You're going to lose friends. You're going to people are going to look at you the wrong way. They're going to call narratives. you crazy. They're going to call you yeah, crazy. They're going to you're going to hear everything in the world about yourself once you once you become successful. And like you got to have really tough skin and you know, if I didn't have that relationship with God, I don't know how long I would be able to handle it for. Mhm. Because you had, you had
0: the most important relationship exactly because you know once you're riding with god the, here come the attacks because everything you do is at a different like the world is going this way like you're going this way and it, people are like this doesn't make sense like he's fun, like the way he functions things he does like he's not operating in the same conversations the same way of communicating and i've talked to many guys who are struggling um in a worse in a worse spot and I, I have told them straight up you don't change your friends your life won't change you don't if you if your current life, your current circumstances where you're focusing your time in the relationships you have with people, if you do not if you don't like it, you have to get rid of those friends. And not being being disrespectful, being rude. You can say, Hey guys, I wanna change my life I want to improve on myself, and this is not a place for me to do it anymore. I have self like respect. I love you guys, but I'm doing this for me.
1: And give them a chance, though. Like you can el if if you put it out there, like you know, I want to elevate with my with you guys, and like I'm talking about like, to, towards my friends and towards people that you like your social group. If you put it out there to them that you know, let's work on something, and you find that these guys aren't on the same wavelength as you, or they're not putting in the same type of effort, then that's when you know you have to make the change. And then like for my personal situation where I had friends who were very successful, but I just knew that the vision that God blessed me with was for me to carry out. I couldn't have done that with other people because we know sometimes when there's too many cooks in the kitchen, the meal never gets prepared, right? We know that. And sometimes you have to look like the bad guy for, you know, who's your the hell, who, to come who's the to hell's come kitchen guy? Is that you? <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. Is that you? Are you Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> Are you kidding some, me? Yeah. Well, like some people like, but they know me and you can relate to that where Even in hockey, they look at us like we're psycho because we're so intense. And, you know, like, come on. Like, just the drama alone from our own men's league teams is crazy. Like... We run it like it's a the professional team. I know, I know. But that's just like it's like our personality and it's our mindset. You can't, and you can't change that for others. Like I would never want to change who I am to, to please other people. Who at the end of the day, they're pursuing their own self-interest as well. That's what the world. That's what the world is. Yes, I can still come from a godly place and I can still be a Christian and uh, and wanna you know help other people. But there's a fine line between you know people people's ego stepping in the way of their own decisions and my own decisions and it also can affect you know the uh in a team perspective the the rest of the group and you know about that personally so it's like you gotta it's hard finding that balance i'd be lying if i said like i have it all figured out but you you pray you live and you learn and you just you keep it moving right yeah
0: it's not black and white you can never find it oh now i have it down God is constantly working on you like you think you'll know how to communicate in a team in a business but you have to constantly balance that balance how far should i push somebody how far should i go you're constantly trying to balance it and i don't want to get negative here but i know that you know aaron said you can talk to your friends he said you can talk to your friends say you know let's try to elevate together um but if your friends live a certain lifestyle and then you say you're trying to get healthier and they judge you for it, they trip you for it, they're not nice, they're not kind people. Like and you
1: will you'll know when it's time to, you know, know, to move on. You'll yeah. know.
0: You when you speak in truth and you say, you know what, I got issues, guys, I'm struggling. I don't like that I'm an alcoholic or I'm doing drugs every weekend or you know, I'm going to strip clubs or I'm sleeping with a lot of women, like and then they make fun of you for trying to be better, you there's your answer right there. Like you're trying you're you're first of all being open and transparent and you're saying you want to get better, and they make fun of you for it. Or they bring up the your things you've done wrong. Who do you think you are trying to be better? And I want you guys to know if you're maybe listening, you might be in that place where you're doing that. Somebody you need to change. You know that's just you're not you're that's it's it's a it's a place where um, even for myself, um, I know what it's like. You know what it's like to be. You know we're different. We're we're unique people. We don't like to change. We like to you know we don't want to drink alcohol. We don't want to do drugs. And in today's time. That's the normal conversation, normal thing. And if you're with friends that everyone does that and you say you want to change, you're going to trigger them. They're going to feel insecure. And you need, so you need to get away from that um, immediately. Like, honestly, I always say too, like, it's, your, you, it's like if you're trying to convince people who don't want to be changed, they don't want to get better, it's, you, 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 talking to a wall will be more beneficial. You're not going to go anywhere. You're wasting too much energy. And like Aaron talks about how we had to really, you know, stay in your lane and you had to upset people. Like, God made everyone—I I always think that like God made people very individual, very specific, very, this is your gift, yeah. and this is what you, I want you to do. Like, God gives you a plan, gives you a vision, I want you to do this. Now, he knows—he also then equips you with the Bible, because he knows this is going to happen now. Because now you're choosing me, you're not choosing the world, choosing your friend group, choosing your job, choosing your hockey team, choosing other people for validation, you're choosing me, these are the attacks are going to come. but I'm going to equip you. So you don't become the victim, you don't complain about it, you, you, almost, you almost, it's like a, it's a very humbling experience. It's like God shows you the way, he tells you the tax, and then they come and then you smile. It's almost like, it's almost like a verified check that I'm finally listening, right? When you start to realize you are a free-thinking being, you have so many different things you want to accomplish, it's okay that nobody, nobody should be the same. We should be okay to disagree. And right.
1: sometimes you have to see what you're capable of doing yourself. Right? Like you don't know until you actually try. A lot of times I know people who, you know, they, they have they have every they have all the tools to do what they to pursue what they want to pursue and I know that they would be successful too. But they just don't have that that the courage to take the first step, right? Of, you know, like seeing what they can do by themselves. And that's something that that comes from within and that comes like for me it came with god but you you don't know until you actually do it and it's there's you don't know how long your time is going to be here so you know it's it's one of those things where you got to weigh it out and see what what am i losing from from trying and there's people there are. they're scared they're scared they're scared to fail be not like what we talked about not because of their own self-critique or self-criticism but from the comments of other people
0: mm-hmm. and there are hard times man Doing on your own and realizing that I have to work on yourself, when you start building your own business and having to check on yourself, you realize, man, I got a lot of things I got to work on. My sleep, I need to work on my sleep. I need to work on how much time I spend watching TV. Like, you really realize, like, in the episode when you talk about your business and how much time you had to do nothing else but your business, you had to really realize it's all on me. I have to really work on myself sorry, I have to work on myself. I have all these issues. Like I'm used to working somewhere and someone telling me what to do. And I'm I'm used to just, you know, having the checklist of, okay, I have to accomplish this by the day. And I get to go home where you do your own thing. You have to like, oh, I have to work on myself. I have to work on insecurities. I have to work on things I'm lacking. I have to work on different areas of my intelligence. I have to research on my own. Like no one's there to help you. In in, in this world, there's nobody there that's going to really help you. Like you have to realize you are on your own.
1: Like God made you, it's you and God. Nobody is going to go harder for you than you will go for yourself. That's a fact. Like, yes, your family will be there to support. Well, I can't even say I can't I can't talk about everyone's because everyone has different uh relationship with their families. But for the most part, you know, your family will support you. But if you're even if your family and your friends don't support you, like you, you got to be able to, you know, find that within and, and get going. Right like the world does not care about your problems. No. Nope. Like, we'll be the first ones to tell you. Like you know, no one no one's going to feel sorry for you. No one's going to uh reach out and be like, "Oh, uh, you know, c- come take my position in the in the world." Like we yeah. you know it doesn't work like that. No. It's it's uh And when
0: you find those friends that like there are you realize your family, not even just blood, but the certain people you have, you make sure you keep those relationships healthy and you respect them and you and you say, "Yo, I appreciate you." Yeah, this don't is get, take that for granted. No, because you can, and we're going to get into later testimonies in our own lives, and that's real. When you realize certain things that happen, you think your life is really a certain way, when tragedy strikes, the truth will be revealed about every single kind of relationship you have. Um, going forward now, we're going to go into a function. So when we talked about focusing, guys, you know, focus on you and how God wants you to work. Focus on the relationship with God. It's you and God. Um, the world is not going to you know, spoon-feed you and take care of you. Uh, the government's not your god. And we're getting into function. Um, this is a, a deeper topic. A it could, it, Functioning is basically the um, life force, the spirits you take in when you're doing something. Functioning, and what spirit are you functioning in? Um, when we talk about how you garner energy, Aaron talks about when you're working and You know you don't like your job, you're just, you're always in this bitterness, you're in resentment, Um, you're angry at somebody who maybe told you to follow this career path. How are you functioning in your day? Because how you function and the spirit you take with you will lead to results in your later life. And when I myself didn't have a relationship with God, I functioned from a lot of bitterness, um, anger, resentment. Um... I was very like, oh, I have to do this because this is what I grew up in and I'm only good at this, but I never had a, uh, the spirit that God wants me to live in. Um, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, it's basically like a, um, a sense of peace, of joy, where you can be present in what you're doing. So a question I'll ask you guys is, can you be present in the life you're currently living? So when you're, if you're waking up in the morning, are you present in the morning? You know, when we talk about can you pray? Um, can you think about your day? Do you have is your, Does your day start in a negative? Start in, I have to do this. Oh, I got to go do this. Um, we want to start changing it as I have the opportunity to do this. We have to change the way we think about things. And then you might think, like, how do I change my thoughts? How do I, you know, where do I go to start changing my thoughts? Um, for me, uh, I'm a very pessimistic person naturally. I'm very negative and very like, you know, I came from a background of hockey, you gotta be better. Like you're never good enough. You know you gotta I gotta work out more, I gotta train harder. I gotta put myself to work because I'll never be good enough. I always came from a place of like I'm shit, you know, I keep going to the gym, I keep pushing myself. I have to do this because I'm never good enough. And doing that, means that when you get to a place you can actually be proud of you're not going to be because you're constantly looking for the next thing you are constantly, say oh, i gotta push myself I got to do this because i'm never good enough so i had to work on um my relationship with god helped me to change the way i thought about the world right so if that you're...
1: also relates to the feeling of never people never getting to feel uh the sense of uh satisfaction never being satisfied you know th- like culture and the world loves to tell us that you should never be satisfied Right, what you have, it's not good enough, or the level you're at, it's not good enough. You always have to be working towards more, and you know, like if you're always thinking like that, what like what you said, it can take you down a, a dark place because if you're all, if you constantly think of yourself as not good enough or what I have is not is not enough, I need more, right? That's that type of mentality. You know, it forces it forces you to do certain things where you know, like fuck what i do i have to start risking more or do i have to start like uh, turning to other things because i i need to g- gain that competitive edge right whether it's sports whether it's your life and i don't i personally don't i i, I know you can find a healthy balance uh, in that but it's easier said than done yes you you can be pushing yourself to achieve more and you know to to be better in whatever you're trying to trying to do like with your uh, your skill set but you have to know when you know like what you like the place where you're at is good progress, right? You get what I'm trying to say about like finding that balance because I think that you know like one if you don't find that balance, right? You're always gonna be compromising and or or you're you're gonna be never satisfied and who who like that's not a good feeling.
0: No, it's a it's, we always say the hamster on the wheel. It's you're working your fucking ass off and see I just swore. But you're working too, your sweet. You're, <laughs> you're working your buttocks. Yeah. You're working your buttocks off. Is that more inflection for you guys? <laughs> you're working your buttocks off and um you, you don't really you don't really go anywhere. Um and I, when I say functioning too, it's a lot of a lot of us, a lot of, you know, myself, listeners, people we function on dysfunction. Where because the world is based on um money and um, numbers and crunching numbers, we become human doings and now we're no longer human beings. So we base ourselves based on our numbers, and that causes a lot of dysfunction. I have to constantly keep proving that I, I deserve to be at a place with these certain people, right? With these certain, either you know, it's clout chasing. I'm trying to get these followers. I'm trying to hit these numbers and sales. I have to. I I need to achieve these things so I can post on Instagram. All these different
1: things where we normalize dysfunction. You know, when, so like during my, my period of, you know, of always striving for more and never being satisfied, right? Until I actually built that relationship with God where I let him like take the, the I always t- tell people like allowing him to take the steering wheel, right, of your life. Until I actually did that, that's when I felt the relief of not always having to chase things and feeling unsatisfied. Because then I just came from the perspective of, you know, like, Look what God has blessed me with, like, you know, God is gonna bless me with what what I need, and I don't need to function from a place of, you know, of of always feeling like I'm not good enough or always feeling like I gotta prove prove myself to other people. But until I, I until you find that relationship with God where you know you you know that He's working and you know what you're gonna achieve is is because of Him. Right. That gives like that gave my uh my 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 peace of mind. It gave me a peace of mind and it just like put my life into a, uh into a place where I was more um not more not just satisfied, but I was just I was more I would say uh content contentment. That's and that you know there's no price on that, on on being content. Culture tells you that you should never be content, mm-hmm. but I, but we know that there, there is a healthy place of, of finding contentment. And it's right, a,
0: it's a practice too. Yeah, it's a practice. Like it doesn't just come overnight. It's like you have to constantly, like we said, like the spirits, thoughts are spirits. So when we know we a relationship with God, this is how God wants us to think. Like this is how God wants us to act. Like if God, if God can forgive me, heal me guy me you know, he wants then, okay, I want you to live this way.
1: Because we like to put uh, a, a number on things like what you talked about. And if that like like people say, like, oh if I just had a million dollars, if I if I just had a hundred thousand, like my life would be good. I like I would be set, I'd be good, right? That's my that's my uh perceived level of contentment. And that's a load of shit. Because I'll tell you that, you know, there's, as soon as you hit that number, you know that, okay, I got to get to the next number because this, that's not so good when enough. So right? when you were in
0: that time, yeah. where were you going? Like, where was your function and how you were living your life? Like, where did you want to go? I ask people that question a lot. Like, when they're working your ass I'll ask, where are you going? Where did you want to go when you're grinding and growing your business? Um, you were away from God. Let's say when you are away from God, like, where were you going? Or where did you want to go? What was it that you needed to achieve to have that? You said like contentment, or like, oh, I got it. When I get here, then I'll be good.
1: So I I never put like an exact number on it. I just knew that I, I like I wanted to be a millionaire. Like that was that was something that I always wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. Ever since and you then, were young,
0: like it was like a dream of yours when you yeah, were young. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's and that's culture. Like and that's people that I've been around. Like I knew that that's something that I wanted for myself. And then after you achieve that, right? It's like. Well, because my circumstance was so unique, too, like the losing the Instagram and everything that played played a part in changing my perspective and changing my relationship with God. But still, like just me, once once I achieved that, I, I I told myself I was like, you know, I gotta get, I gotta go more. Like the the things that now that I look at, I used to look at in a certain way, it didn't phase me anymore. So I the like the, the little things that you know you used to look forward to doing now it's nothing for you because you know a dinner or a trip all of this like it's you can do it when you you know you can afford to do anything you want right and once you get to that level you're just like okay so this i gotta i gotta get to that next level it's not satisfying because there's no peace with there's no there's no god in there did right? it
0: hurt did it bother you would you were you surprised like
1: it just it just it just led me to do like you know c- typical culture shit like you know, like what guys do. You go to strip clubs, you, you know, you party, you, you do, you do the typical shit that you see in movies and all that, you know, like, especially like, you know, as a single guy, you're going to do, once yeah, you have anything, no, like no, no one can tell me what to do. i have yeah. no boss. It's like, you know, you're going to no do what you want. No girlfriend, yeah. no wife, yeah. no kids. It's nothing. like, it's literally, uh, it's, it's endless. And that's the thing that, you know, because especially today with advertising commercials, all of these things that we're being bombarded with, it, it teaches, it, it's trying to tell us to never be content. You always need the next product. You know, you always need to get to that next level of like, uh, whether it's cars, whether it's, you know, it could be anything, but if you can never feel content in your, in your life, you're always going to be, you know, uh, you're always going to be, th- uh, chasing and compromising, being compromising, compromising like
0: your moral compass.
1: And it's, it's about finding that balance because yes, you have to be motivated But you also have to know that about when you're taking things too far and is you losing sleep or if you're losing your mind over, over certain things, like no one likes to feel the anxiety and, you know, the constant stress of like what I told you of always responding to to DMs or, you know, like, and that's why I ask people like, what do you want in your life? Are you ready to pay the price? You got to ask yourself.
0: Yep. And when you... Your story of when you have to reach certain heights and certain levels of money, you, you're right. And you're constantly trying to you know, get the validation you're looking for, get to the next stage. You have to compromise your moral compass. A lot of people who, are, who have done great things had to compromise who they want to be, who God made them to be. And I think an important thing is that when you feel anxiety, you feel worry, and you have a relationship with God, it's a great sign. It's a great signal going, I'm focusing on me too much and what I, my ego wants what my pride wants and it also tells me okay i'm definitely looking at too much instagram stuff i'm watching too much maybe too much political crap about whatever's going on right now and it's a good sign that okay i need to go back into the word i wasn't praying enough i'm going too much into the world and when we start functioning from that spiritual place first that you're a spirit first you need to if you prioritize that first you take care of that the foundation will be set because the problems that you used to thought were pro- you used to think were problems are not problems. Sometimes it's manifested in your head. You create ideas, you create worry, you create fear. And I always say worrying is praying for what you don't want to happen, where God wants you to pray for things to happen that are beneficial, that you love. Um, for me, it's even that people we don't like or we have strife with. You know, when God says love your enemies, we need to start changing the way we focus on even how we see our enemies, how we see um, the culture, how we see things that we used to be like. I I came from like an intense of like I'm intense in culture, I'm intense in hockey, to then like I'm intense in God, and I would judge other people by myself. I'd be, like they're not doing this, they're not doing that, and I didn't go like, man, maybe what if I just pray for those people? Like God, I pray that. Um, or reach per- out and help them, like Re- we talked about. Like- if it's if it's if it's reasonable and like it's someone that's close to you and you care about them, for sure. But prayer is powerful. Prayer is saying, "I'm like you know." You and I talked about it. Humbling ourselves, like we're worshiping God and believing He can do things. So, if, you know, I have things that I will go into testimonies later on in my life that people have done to certain people in my family. I pray for those people. It's easy for me to get angry. It's easy for me to hate. I'm really good at those things. I'm really good at being pessimistic, right? I'm like you even say, really good at swearing. Like, it's things are just natural. I can decide to be Alex Fleshly and just do what I used to do. But when I'm in my relationship with God, we say it's hard. It's a long road. It's a process. Um, you have to be willing to like you know let me focus on the good things. Like, let and you
1: got to be ready to sacrifice. Yeah. Right. When you're walking that that journey with God. There's so many things that, you know, go through your mind, you know, whether it's old habits or things that, you know, that, you know, you deal with strongholds and it's like, you know, it's, it's a life of discipline. And if you actually build that relationship with him, like I said before, you, it translates into uh, into success. It translates into new opportunities, you know, uh, it translates into building good teams around you. There's so much good that can come from, you know, having a strong relationship with God if you allow him to work and you stay faithful. You know, you don't you know, there's there's a big problem today with uh, con- with it's called conditional obedience. So only obeying God when it's when it's beneficial for you or when you see like the the immediate uh, impact of, you know, of, of a good situation. So like instant gratification you know we're not we're not willing to to wait sacrifice and you know to put in time to in, to building something and to really test god's power see, and like let him work through your life because you know once you allow him to do that anything everything that you're meant to get in life he will provide yes so it's like you have to you have to really believe that pray and you will receive yes like whatever is meant to be whatever you are meant to be blessed with once you let God work through your life, you are gonna achieve that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like I'm, am a firm believer in that because Amen. I've seen it in my own life. Like if, if I didn't see it in my own life, then I I couldn't tell people to believe that or to even like you know consider it, because I can only speak on my own only but on my own experiences. A, but right? it goes to
0: show practice of faith. Yes. Like you had to practice faith, and and we, and just because the times that it wasn't right already, okay, you're not given what you want, you have to be like it doesn't matter how I feel, if I don't feel like I've got what I want. Maybe God wants me to, to be in this stage he to, wants see, you to go through it. He wants to see how how faithful are you? Like you want it all that's, like you said conditional when it meets you. We want God to work for us, right? I know a lot of Christians do that. They want God to meet their standards, to meet their reality, to fit their lifestyle, to then justify their actions, right? Where like we talked about reading the Bible and want it to fit our world. Like no, this is what he he means, and I want we we God is is not your. You can say, yeah, Jesus is my best friend, but it's not horizontal. Like, God, you can have a relationship, but he's above you, right? Where a lot of people, like, you know, their faith is, like you said, conditional. And it's like, as long as I can see the good in things, then it's good.
1: And the world doesn't revolve around you. So that's what people need to understand. Yes, just because you have a relationship with God, it doesn't mean that, you know, he's going to start being a, a master puppeteer and start, you know, moving things in the way that just suits your life. Like... You know, they you know one thing. I had to understand too that taking a loss can be a W for someone else that could be praying to God for for something to happen in his life where God needs that guy to win in that in that uh situation. That's why you're experiencing that loss or that that uh that depression or you know because sometimes you have to know that it's a great it's for the greater good of God's purpose. So if me having to take to take a loss is you know is for God's purpose for someone else. You have to, you know, you have to be uh, humble enough to understand that and to be like, you know, that like.
0: Would you say you're a pawn, really? Like, not in a negative way, but like you're God's pawn. Like yeah. He, he's, yes, he's just yeah. using you.
1: Once you decide to give your life to Christ and to fully trust God to, you know, to, to, to take the steering wheel, you have to understand that you are a pawn. And you know you're gonna be you're gonna be taking what you're gonna be getting W's and L's in the way that suits his plan because it's, it's not your plan. It's God's glory. So like, and let me give a a real life example of this, okay? So this was uh, I think the fourth month of me uh, running uh, my brand, right? Where I I had a bunch of orders to ship out, and the place where I was shipping at. They only had a certain amount of space left to take the packages, right, to, to, to get shipped out. And the person that was working there, they, uh, they told me, they said, you know, Aaron, that uh, we won't be able to, take I think I had maybe like 500 packages there. And he's like, you know, maybe like I, we're only going to be able to take half of that because, you know, our thing is full. And I said, what do you mean it's full? Like, I, I'm here on time. Like, that's the first time I've seen this problem. Like, take <laughs> yeah, them all, you know what I mean? Mine. And take uh, And they were just like, yeah, like, we don't have space to, to, to fit it in the truck. And I said, well, can't you move someone else's out there? And then they were like, well, what if we did that to yours? Like, how, how would you feel uh, towards that, right? But then guess what? One of the workers told me, because the worker, uh, so the worker told me that, you know, there's some other packages from another person who has a lot in here. Let me call him and see if he'll uh, let if he'll take some of his out and let you put yours in, right? So the worker called that person, right? Got him on the phone, and they told him that yeah, like you know, mine can go the next day. Let, let him put his in because I I had he had like a thousand packages, so he had double what I was doing, and he was willing to sacrifice some of his for my for me. So that that showed me there on the spot that you know. Someone taking a, an L for me because that was probably maybe that maybe he is a Christian maybe he believes yeah. in God and he was working for the greater good of I, his I, purpose. Yeah. So his L benefited me. I got the W there, and like that circumstance could be me tra- could be uh, translated to me helping out the next person. Like let's if that happened again, it didn't happen again. But if that happened, I wouldn't feel bad if like you You'd know my packages forward. get taken out. No, you know, you, can, you can go in too. Yeah. But you see how how like you have to be able to be open minded to. Not thinking the world revolves around you. See the bigger picture. The bigger picture. And even in retrospect, I bet you he didn't
0: think it was an L. I bet you he thought it was a big W, right? Cause for sure. In that, in that retrospect, you know, you're humble in life. You learned a lot. When everything's for God's glory, you going through struggles, you going through trauma, tragedy is all for God's glory.
1: And you see, I thought I was the big fish in that situation. I thought, because I, I, I was telling him, like, I have 500 packages here. Like, I, you know, you know how many packages I ship with you guys. I should be getting priority. Yeah, I'm there a was guy. someone in there with a thousand packages, looking at me like, like, who, who, the fuck are you? You know. And he still let me take his spot, like, to, to, to fill the truck. So you know that that, that taught me a, a really big lesson there, where you know I still think think like that to today, because I know that when I take a L or you know when something doesn't go my way. I know that, you know, it's, it's, there's a bigger purpose behind it. And you have to be, that only comes from trusting God. If you have no God there, that's when you start thinking, fuck this guy. Like, yo, I got to get mine. Like, you know, you you get antsy. You, you start feeling that the world is against you Yeah. when like, now it's like, yo, I just chill. Like
0: Like you even uh, said too, wake up, you know, people need to wake up to see what's really going on. The lowest is the highest. Jesus says the lowest will be the highest. When we're all when we when all our time comes, you you can't you can't show your bank account, you can't show your successes. Everyone's the same. Everybody is the same here, right? The culture is is all about numbers and variables and things. You have a house, you have this. You're better looking. You have nicer clothes. Man, the lowest, the highest. There's no like the the competition is is heaven and hell. that's the competition. Like we're living in life because. Yeah, you know, I want to get to heaven. You want to get to heaven. You have to see the bigger picture. Like we the minutia and the things we get angry about, like you said, like you like wow, like, you know, God had to work in that situation, you know, to see like, fuck, I was thinking this certain way by myself and, you know, good thing that 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 thing happened or because experiences in life doesn't have to be like I only read the Bible, I go to church, like God is not everything. Like experiences in life is God happening over and over and over again.
1: And how but many you had the faith to see it? Yes. No, and, imagine you had no faith. Imagine you had no... I, I told you, I would have snapped. I would have just been like, yo, your shit's coming out. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah some, I know. Someone's shit's coming out because my shit's getting uh, shipped today. Yeah. You know? But, yo, know, how many situations have, like do we all know of, you know, jobs that were presented to us that we didn't get, but we found something that was better and, you know, it was like, it was something that... Uh, Is more beneficial for a situation, or how many times have you heard of a uh, of an athlete who you know didn't get signed by this team, but went to a different situation that at that time he was thinking like like Kawhi, like when Kawhi came to Toronto, he was pissed, he didn't want to come to the Raptors, but look what happened, he came and he won, won a ring. So sometimes we don't see the immediate uh, the workings of God, and we don't see the uh, the benefits of, the, of 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 the uh, the impact of. What what he's actually trying to do with our lives? We're we're so focused on, on damn I that I didn't want that, but we don't see the bigger picture because we're not God. We don't have that vision. So there's like th- th- there's so many situations where we're quick to jump the gun and and try to blame God or try to say, this wasn't meant for me. Like this job, I really needed that job. Well, you look down the road, you actually got a better job or a better opportunity. And like like there's a there's there's God behind that. God's Whether you plan, believe in him or not, right? God's
0: plan never fails. God's plan never fails. Our plans do, 24-7. Our ideas, our wants, our desires. God will give you what you need at the time because he needs to teach you a lesson. He's like, you're lacking in this area. You're lacking in um, empathy. You're lacking in awareness. You're lacking in something. So he puts you through certain things because he has to bring you closer to him. Like I always say, when you're away from God, you don't have a relationship. Anyway, anyone listening you don't have a faith, like... He will do things for His glory to get you closer to Him so that when, like you said, things go wrong, things go awry, tragedies happen, instead of, like, responding and getting, like, you know, you sit back and humble yourself, like, okay, let me pray. Like, what does God want me to learn here? You know what I mean? Because, like we said, when you don't have everything, like, it could all be taken away. And I know for myself, I've had to be patient in my life and not just go to a job, take this, do that. I had to learn to be like, you know what? I trust in God. You know, I believe in God. I have faith in God. You know, I take so much, like, I'm so grateful and blessed. This podcast means a lot to me. You know, like, I've always had ideas and and wanted to speak my truth and have conversations and help people, you know what I mean? Really talk about, like, you know, I'm a flawed guy. Like, I'm pretty fucked up. I've gone through dark shit. You know, I know there's a person out there who was like me at a younger age who had no one to go to who didn't, you know, was born in severe doesn't poverty. even
1: need to be younger, too. There could be older than yeah, you. Yeah, right? but, but
0: I just remember myself, you know what I mean? I remember myself lost as a younger guy, yeah. you know? So I know there's just people in different situations where, you know, I could have never forced this. You know, I could have never manifested this without God. I could have never been like, I'm doing this. Like, I'm going to find another person or I'm going to force something to happen. You have to really let God work. Right. And it means it's not on your on your clock and your time clock. Like you'll have to do jobs that aren't your gifts, aren't your blessings. You have to deal with people that maybe you don't get along with. You have to humble yourself 24 seven. You know, God always tells me, who do you think you are? Who do you work for? You don't work for you and your ego. (laughs) You don't work for what you think you you deserve and who you think you want to be. You work for me. There's a
1: person over that needs help. Go help that person. Simple. Serving. Serving. And until you actually know what it's like to serve other people and put other people first, you can never feel personal fulfillment because like what, what, what good is you reaping all the benefits when you've never, you never know what it's like to pay it forward and to see someone else's life, get that change or making a difference, right? That's why, you know, like they say that there's no feeling like seeing someone else experience What's you what you experienced from giving, and from helping, right? We know like that, that that's why this podcast is you know it's there's so much value here because it's not self-serving. No. What what we're talking about here doesn't serve us like no. it. It's all it's all it's all about r- giving people that perspective shift to elevate their own lives, exactly. to, to 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 make change, to you know to bring them something that's eternal and not just temporary right we there's nothing that the world can provide you that is eternal nothing
0: I and mean, we we you're i always I thought about that right sometimes when we I listen to a certain podcast listen over it and oh I shouldn't have said that I'm speaking this way it's like man if we're talking about Jesus Christ as a victory you know if we're getting someone to go research it that I've never met in my life never will even talk to who knows what that person will do in life like, who, who knows what country he lives in. Especially in this to climate,
1: do. too, though. Like, right now, w- like, it's now with another shutdown. With COVID-icus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're in a time where, like, a lot of people, they don't know what to believe anymore, whether it's government, you know, COVID, their employers. Like, it's such a fucked up world right now. I'm not sorry for swearing because that's what <laughs> yeah. it is. Like, it's a shit show. Like, yeah. the world's never been at this at, at, like this, right? So, it's. Uh, I just try to tell people that, you know if there's one thing that you can believe in believe in something that's bigger than yourself right and it's not government it's not covid it's not a doctor LeBron james <laughs> like you know sorry it's not even the blm movement no it's not it's nothing, not, it's, political. nothing it's nothing it's not cultural political.
0: nothing cultural man like it's anti culture it's wake up culture
1: wake up Look, at some point see
0: see what's going on like i want to i want to take us into the point of like your routine building when we talk about, you know, God helps you find your balance. So, you know, you build your life with God. Um, we've talked about that a lot during this episode. Um, you know, your routine in your life has to have God at the center. And he helps you find, like, for me, my routine, it took years to find, like, exactly like how I want to spend my energy. Like, I, I first was too much into one thing. You know, I was like, I'm dedicated to this. I'm going to do this all the time. And then I was dedicated too much. It was either fitness and it was too much of hockey. And it was too much of my Instagram, too much of my fitness business, right? Then it was too much of girls and partying and, like, trying to get laid. So I had to realize, you know, I had to let God take over my routine. I had to, I had to let him break me, change me, and like, hey, this is what actually you'll have peace in. So you're God talking enjoyment. about
1: putting God first. Is that yeah, what you're talking about? putting God first. So what does that mean? Because some people, they might not know what it means to put God first.
0: Put God first is not just a slogan. We talked about it in the last episode. It's not a slogan. It's to put God first is to know who He is and why He created you. You have to know, for, for me, Jesus Christ is God. When I say God, it's not what everyone else thinks is God. It's Jesus Christ. I'm not here to debate it. It's Jesus Christ. So for me to know, if I'm going to put God first, I have to know who God is, wh- how He wants me to live His life. And how he wants me to go on and serve other people in my gift to bring them closer to God. That's what brings me the most joy and and peace in my life. Like when I get to go talk to somebody, one-on-one for a coffee, about Jesus and they're looking, that brings me the most joy in the world. Like someone who's, like we talked about searching, like I used to be searching. When I was confused, I I wanted to know because I knew there was God, a God, I knew I had conversations with God. And when trauma happened, I go, why God? But I didn't know who he was. I didn't know he was actually specific. I didn't know and fully believe he was Jesus and he actually lived on earth. I still was like, mm, I don't know, man. You know what? Like, it could have been like a good story. Like, it was the best story ever written, but he didn't actually die on a cross. Like, this is not actually real. You know, it's a good story. And I watched a Christmas movie and he's a good guy. But until I... and Wanted to know, like, you know, putting God first is to really dying to me, like dying to myself, dying to what my family's generations were like, dying to what they think like, and wanting to really, like we say, go out in the wilderness, like be on your own, sacrifice, and like be with God. Like that's what putting God first is. It's not just, it's not just like a quick saying. Putting God first is like, you start your day and you just pray to God. It's like you have to really get to know who he is.
1: Yeah, so I talked about him before uh, my one of my ogs his name is shadow and he told me he says family first God before that so w- when Boys. he told yeah when he told me that the way I translated that is yes your your family and the people you love are going to be around you and they're going to be supporting you however they can't offer you what God can offer you you know because're we're, we're humans at the end of the day we don't have the ca- the same capabilities as obviously as God does, you know. God uh, God has the power to to change lives where, you know, we as humans we can't take it to that level. So putting God first, what it means is him influencing every decision you're making on a daily basis, right? You can't say, oh, uh, God, I'm putting God first or God first when your daily decisions are not Aaron first Alex first my business first exactly it's 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 not it's not God ordained and it's not what we know how God wants us to live so you can't pick and choose when you want to say putting I put God first or God first you know it's it starts from the small decisions to the biggest decisions it starts from giving him control of situations that you really want to you know to 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 step in and be like no I think I got this I I should handle it in a certain way, when you know at the end of the day so many t- so many people are gonna be you know they're gonna be uh doing things where you might not uh you, you might not like what they're doing or you might not see their intentions but you who trust in God know just just uh, tells you that if it's meant to be it's meant to be I'm not gonna have to try to convince anybody I don't wanna have to try to manipulate anyone if if this situation's meant for me. Right, then God, God is gonna give it to me, so I don't have to. I can just fall back. I don't have to be, you know, always forcing things or, you know, trying to pull strings here and there, manipulate the situation yeah. to fit like that. And that, that was my biggest thing because I, I was a control freak mm-hmm. and I always. Like, I've seen it. I've seen yeah, sometimes. Even I'm like, now, I still I'm still work on it. Like not, not like I I I'm I'm a I'm a saint or anything, but you know I used to be way worse than how I am now, where I'd have to be, you know, in total control. Of, of everything or if, if i didn't i'd just be like okay then you know I, i'll take myself <laughs> see you out later. Of it. yeah see you later right yeah so like now it's like now because i i'm more uh present with people and i'm more you know f- coming from a place of humility where you know i listen a lot more to people now about like what they're feeling or you know what their opinions are towards situations that i'm a part of And, you know, that that takes time and that takes God to work through you to, to be like, you know, Aaron, like this is not even this is not your it's not your call. It's not your decision to decide. This is God's decision because there's other people's lives that are equal to yours. Right. And, you know, like especially now with with social media, we like to like a lot of people come from a place of their followers validate them or their status in the world gives them a certain uh, a certain way that you know i can talk to someone a certain way because you know like this is like look at my followers or look look why i'm on social media you know it, and it's so stupid because who like who cares at the end of the day about that like that's all a facade but not that, now that's how it is
0: well you said instagram t- gets taken away you're no longer a model <laughs> yeah right you're no longer important we right? think
1: that 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 validates us
0: but you 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 you've you made a good point you just showed a fact that you can change like, you're, you're even talking about how you want to change, right? Uh, we talked about how people like to point at other people's things, what they need to work on. But a lot of people aren't good at going to people and saying, I'm working on this and myself. I do this, and it's wrong. People do not are, have a hard time. Even saying sorry. Saying, saying sorry, I, they have a, it's almost like they, people want to believe that they're good. We talked about good and bad. Like, you, we're, you and I are here. We're talking about the things that we know are bad, we know are wrong. We no longer go like, no, like it had to be that thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hustling. I work my ass off. It's definitely this guy's problem. Like you were literally saying, I can admit my faults. I don't have, I don't carry the shame about it, and I know God's got me. Like I know God wants me to humble myself. He's riding. He's God first. I'm okay now saying I fucked up. I'm okay saying I had a sex addiction. I'm okay saying I gambled thousands of (laughs) dollars. Right? I can say like these are my messed up faults. Let's get other people to then, you know what, let's do that as well. Because we're getting, like we say, we're in the world now, it's just pointing fingers and everyone's fucked up. Everyone get, into, everyone get into your victim groups and hate other other people, right? Where it's like, yo, like, at the end of the day, the common denominator in your life is yourself and your relationship with God. It can, and everyone, like I said, you can, you can, God's always there. He doesn't, like, oh, I'm going to force myself on you. You have to obey me. He's going to leave you alone. But when your life is going to shits, you know, it's because your relationship with God is going to shits. And I want to touch or on a there, point. Or, the,
1: or there is no relationship. Yeah, there's How no, about that? Yeah,
0: yeah, there is. you're just, yeah, you're out to, you're out to lunch, but we, we've talked about that a, a ton. I want to go a, to a quote that you, um, you know, you told me. Um, I think it's important when, um, on the point you are talking about, it goes, responding to what's urgent and sacrificing what's important. And we were talking about how in the beginning of your day you're putting yourself first and not God. And a lot of us we respond to what we think is urgent, you know. Yeah, and,
1: and you know why that that's the case too, because now that when you have a smartphone, right, everyone you are at everyone else's disposal. So you could be doing something that, like, let's say, right, let's say you're reading the Bible, right. And I message you. I was like, "Hey, Alex, you know, I need your help uh, uh, to to do something. You know, can you can you meet me here, right? Because I know you. You're my good friend, right? You're my brother in Christ. You're gonna come. You're gonna come there, and you know, you're gonna help yep. me with what I need. I'll so be vice there. versa, right? Yep. And that just knowing that, right, can be used negatively too, because now when you have your phone, right, because our attention spans aren't, you know." aren't the greatest because of the phone and the, the the social addictions, all that, all that bullshit where we can sacrifice what's important for the things that are urgent. Right. Or we think that, that it's, it's, it's meaningful or we need to be doing something. Someone just posted something on Instagram. We got to go see it. Right. Like uh, there's a, there's a new, there's something on the news where we have to go watch it and we're constantly sacrificing, you know, what's actually important. And, what, like, what is the main, like, what, what's the point of it? So you, like, we, we talked a lot about these examples of, you know, finding that, the meaning and asking, only you can tell yourself what's the important things in life, right? Well, we, like, and, and we know when we're just like, we sacrifice
0: what's urgent. Like we go to TV, Netflix, drugs, parties, girls, our business, our money, and we don't know how our brother's doing. We don't know how our mom's doing. We don't see our grandparents anymore. Or, um obviously different, there's context in every situation, I'm just giving generic examples, but there's certain things that we know we actually do care about, and we just kind of, we harden our hearts, we get cold in the world, and we just focus on narcissistic, like it's me, I, It's the world is me, this person should be texting me back, this person should be replying to me. You and I relationship, how often do we actually talk when we're not with each other? Rarely ever. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to. Like, if we, it is, it's like it's meaningful, there. right? Yeah, like, it's here and there, yeah. it's, you know. did you see this? Or like we ask a question here and there, but we're not like trying to take each other's time and drain each other. Like you and I both know we have things we were always working on, separate from each other. Like maybe I'll send you a, a Bible quote or a question or a thing like that, but we're not like in the minutia of, of the world. Um, I'm for myself. I'm old school. Like how be- how much better is it when you and I meet for like food and actually talk in person? Like we never like are growing our relationship with texting, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's and that's something that you know because. We're not addicted to the phones, where other people, when they when they meet, where when they meet up, it's just, it's almost like if it's phone first, conversation second. Yeah, you know, like that's it's reality of today. You know, it's a sad reality, and like going back to the main point of sacrificing, uh, what's important for what's what's urgent, that can, that can hinder not only, you know your relationship with people or, and with God, it can also hinder the very thing you're working on. So let's say you're actually working to either break an addiction or you're working towards, you know, building your business in a certain way. If all these things of urgency uh, from other people are getting in the way of you focusing in on what you're trying to actually do, that's detrimental. When people feel that you're at their uh, at their uh, command, if they if you're at their disposal, because oh, if I hit up this person, he's going to come chill with me tonight. Or if I hit up this person, you know, like he's going to he's he's basically going to do what I want him yeah. to do. Right. This guy owes me. You're, yeah. He owes me you something. C- you can't be at someone's disposal. You know, and a lot of people are like that. Like, it's a sad reality that, you know, their friend, their friends treat them in that way of, you know, I'm just what, my boredom. This person has to satisfy my boredom. Yeah. Right. He's my. This person he's my has. Show. Yeah. You when when I want to chill, you better be there to chill. And if if you're not, then I'm gonna make you feel feel like a piece of shit for it. You yeah. know. It's like you can you can never be working on your own thing or you can never just have be at peace by yourself because you're always being pulled by all these people. Your people's you're basically their bitch. I'm sorry yes. to say it. You know, it's culture to Christ, but you know, I have to say it sometimes where. Yeah. You know, like Get that's real. how they're treating. You. Yeah. It's like, you know, we know we know how many people like that and. I'm sorry to say to you that if, if, if this offends you, you're, you're that person. Start thinking about right? it. Start, start, yeah. start like, you know, having, start being able to say no. That's what we talked about in past episodes. The ability to say no. Nowadays, people are scared to say no because they're scared to offend people. They're scared to lose friends. They're scared to, you know, piss people off. But at the end of the day, if you can't say no, you're always going to be, uh, uh, know, yes man. You're, you're saying yes to You're going to be a puppet. Yep. You're going to be get pulled in every direction. Yeah where you can't sure, even I'm gonna focus take on what's important. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, and yes, like prayer can help you, but at the end of the day, you need to have that feeling inside of you where it's like, I'm my own, I'm my, I stand on my own two feet first. You know, I'll tell you a story. When I was at the, uh, the Golden State Warriors, uh, Spurs game, when we went with Drake to the game. So Jay-Z was at the game as well. Right. And, I asked Drake on the plane, I was like, yo, did you say what up to Jay? And he goes, "Nah." He's like, yo, why do I always have to be the person that's going up to him? Why can't he come up to me? He's like, you got to be able to stand on your own two feet. And when he said that, I was like, that's Drake saying that. Of like, why why do I have to go, you know, say what up to him? He, can, he sees me, he can come say what up to me. And th- that just goes to show you that, you know, no matter how big, no matter how small you are, you got to be able to stand on your own two feet first. You can't always be, you know, the bitch in the situation, right? The the one who's always running up to people or having to impress and satisfy other people's needs.
0: Yeah. And you, it takes confidence to do that. And you and I talked about how it's going to take that confidence. People lack confidence. You and I don't lack confidence because we do the work. We practice the discipline. You can't, people say, have self-confidence. You don't, you don't just have confidence faith without works is dead god wants you to work and serve once you begin doing that you then have the confidence to realize yo i can stand on my own two feet i worked you know i i sacrificed i had to lose friends people didn't like me i got called names I, you know i lost different things but like i trusted god i trusted god believed in him i worked and that built my confidence to stand on two feet regardless of who i meet you know it doesn't matter to me who i ever meet i don't i don't fan people I just like them. Hi, nice to meet you. My name's Alex. Like, well, let's have a conversation. That's how it should be. too. That's how it is. I don't really. It doesn't matter to me if I uh, if they're this, they're that. I, if uh, maybe even if it's like a 15 year old kid or it's someone who who thinks because of my following they they can't talk to me. Like I talk to everyone like they're the same. We're the same under God. But you have to build the confidence with effort. You can't just sit around all day and get like you said, be a yes man to people at your job and just go around and expect yourself to be able to do things. You can't just have confidence. You have to work with God. You have to do the work. Put your hands into something. Um
1: And th- and that confidence comes. Real confidence comes with spiritual clarity. Yeah. That's what I say. Well, yeah, you can't be confused. Well, there there's a lot of confident people out there, but it's fake confidence. It's a it's their confidence comes from a place of arrogance. Yes. Right? It comes from a place of cockiness. They have to prove themselves. They have a, to- a real confident person doesn't need to hide behind followers, doesn't need to hide behind what they're wearing, the gear they're wearing, who they know, who they're surrounded with, right? A real confident person can stand on their own two feet because they know at the end of the day, I am myself and I have nothing to prove to you. I don't expect you to do anything for me. And that's real confidence. Like I've seen so many people where, you know, like they're so confident even on, on social media. Because, you know, like they have a lot of followers or, you know, they know so-and-so. But at the end of the day, when you see them in person, like I told, I talked to you about that, the, the, the YouTuber before. Oh, it's the right? biggest like One of the biggest, yep. and you, you talk to this person in, in real life and, you know, it's a joke. Like you don't even know why you're around this person. So, you know, real confidence comes from a genuine place. It doesn't come from outside sources or, you know, social media profiles you can't hide behind that, no, because people see through it.
0: Yep, you need to be honest in your work. So, questions we want to ask you guys is: How do you? How can you put God first? How in your day can you start building real confidence? Right? Aaron talked about fake confidence hiding behind clout. Um, you know, how can you truly be confident in yourself? You know, in the works you do, because the works you do first has to. You want to have meaning. You want to be serving people. You got to be consistent with it. Um, one thing I learned in terms of confidence is eye contact, right? If you're, I think language is important. So if you, got, if you, ladies and gentlemen, are listening, just know the words you speak are important. So if you say, "Man, I'm just always nervous," "I'm always shy," you need to start checking yourself on those words. Start saying, "I'm gonna be confident," today. "I'm gonna work hard," "I'm gonna be able to," you know, look my boss in the eye. And say no to something, or be able to, you know, express myself to somebody who, you know, is important in my life that I'm upset about. Um, a thing I learned about is complaining. So in terms of life, when like you know, when you're like, man, this guy's doing this, or man, like this is like, oh, I just feel this way. It's okay to express yourself, express your emotions, but it's never to, ne- but never start to point the finger at. They need to fix the mo- the feelings you're going through, right? So if we're, if you're going through strife, you're going through problems at your job, um, it's okay to complain, but then you'd ask yourself, how can I fix a situation how can I fix the way I respond to something how can I if my business is failing or I'm lacking in different areas or I'm going back into my addictions it's okay to like let out the complaint like oh, I'm doing this like god dang it like it's just like you know ah, I keep going back like gosh ah, you know I, I, I can't get away from women like whatever ask yourself okay you know put it out there to the world like you know god I'm feeling this way but don't go like do never go to the external to to point blame always go you know what yeah I'm complaining but how can I get better
1: accountability be that's the, what you're be, talking yes, about yes
0: be the accountable person in your
1: D- life yeah don't don't blame your surroundings or don't try to blame god for for certain things that you're going through pray to him and try to build from it yep. right it's now this generation today is likes to point fingers at people and likes to cancel people based on you know on social pressure and social perception when in reality look at the people who are pointing fingers look at the people who are deciding to cancel these people let's look at their lives you know That's the the thing that pisses me off about cancel culture because the people that are doing the canceling, they don't like to reveal their skeletons in their closet, you know? And that's the the thing about being a Christian and knowing that God sees it all, right? No sin is weighed more than another sin. No,
0: and God sees your heart, right? That's why, like, you know, we swear a bit here and there, but God knows our hearts, and God knows, like, we're working on the Holy Spirit guides us. We know when we mess up, right, and... But I always want to say, you know, I like every comment, every DM. I' am going to respond to it. I think it's important to bring on the podcast. I will. I think it's important to know that. Yeah, you are right. You should always look at if you have a hard time with judgment and people coming after you. Always ask yourself, who's the who are they? Who is the person you know judging me? I always say, are they in your arena? Are they at your level, are they you know are they ghost followers on Instagram? Um, but thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, we appreciate. We hope we were able to give you some tips. Um, if you do like this video, you like to watch it on YouTube, make sure you like it, leave a comment um, and as well comment a question you have for our Q&A episode on Apple Podcasts. We're going to do a Q&A episode, but so ask all the questions you want on apple Podcasts, and we're going to also shout out those people who do uh we appreciate it we want to know this we said it's a community we acknowledge you guys we're going to be open and transparent in our lives um stay tuned also for next episode we're going to get into more testimonies more stories so you guys can get to know us better
1: the verse of the day is romans 12 verse 12 rejoice in hope be patient in tribulation be consistent in prayer so what does that mean What does that mean to you, Alex? Being patient and calm in the eye of the storm. Being
0: in the boat with Jesus, and the disciples are worried, and they're literally living with the living God, and I want to be sleeping with Jesus in the storm. Shit's hitting the fan. There's tornadoes everywhere. There's destruction. There's floods, and I'll be on my knees praying, going, I can't wait to see you, Jesus.
1: Because you're consistent in prayer, good or bad, right? Amen, yeah. And you're rejoicing in hope. You're not looking at, at the past failures, at past struggles. You're present now, and you're you're hopeful for the future because you trust God with your life. Amen. There's no amount of money that can you know that can give you that peace of mind and the freedom. There's nothing that there's no amount of followers you can get that can give you that. You know.
0: I'm already dead in culture. I gave my life to Christ. <laughs> it
1: doesn't. Those are three things that you know we want all listeners to you know and ourselves included just be mindful of that this this week. So when you listen to this on Wednesday, right, take this into the weekend with you. Rejoice and hope we know a lot especially during this time it's, there's not a lot to, to be hopeful about you know you, you turn on the news it's it's, just, it's a shit show you, you, might, you, you might not even be able to go to your workplace now because it's shut down right or maybe you're working at, at home in an environment that you're like I wish I could just go to work so I don't have to be cooped up you know cabin fever but you got to rejoice in the hope you got to be patient in tribulation patient in the struggle you know we all go through the deep waters together and then you be consistent in the prayer.
0: Always consistent.
1: And let God work. Yeah. Peace.
0: Welcome back, listeners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold
0: on. Yeah, I forgot that verse that day. Still, <laughs> oh, yo, yo, put this in there. You know, show our, our, our comedic side. Um, you have a verse. Yo, fam, Jesus said, yo, stay too blessed, yo. In your life, you're going to give you riches, fam. <laughs> He's going to give you the frickin' Rari, dog. <laughs> hey, if that's funny enough, put it in there, eh? Yo, I'm going to read Matthew twenty-three thirty-one, dog. Yo, seven woes to the scribes and Pharisees.